to episode 323 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you. If you play Magic the Gathering, whether you're sitting at home, jamming some arena, you're around the table with a couple of friends, or you're heading on over to your local game store. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And I just did it with jazz hands. Yep. Jazz hands. They've been around since jazz. You know what? What? We've got a good show this week, and it's got so much stuff in it. I really thought that you were going to give me a fact relevant to jazz hands. Well, I could, I suppose. (laughs) Your segue (laughs) sounded like it was related to jazz hands and not to our show. But no, it's okay. We do have a good show this weekend. But but no, to go back to jazz hands. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, what? I actually am curious to know when jazz hands started to be a staple of something in choreography. Oh, that's a great question. Probably with Bob Fox. Is what I'm going to guess tentatively. I feel like there's like there's kind of like a jazz hand element to the Charleston. That's true. You get a little shake in there, yeah, like in some swing, right? But there's is it like a some, true jazz? There's some pre-jazz hand, hand action <laughs> happening the, the in old swing yeah. of modern jazz hands. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, give us another podcast: the history of jazz hands. It's one episode, and then it was promptly canceled. Can a podcast get canceled? You're asking yourself. That, this one, that one was. Did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so today on the show, we're going to talk all about that hot new War of the Spark Ooh. trailer that dropped on Sunday so at excited. PAX East. Yeah. Uh, plus all of the previews that we've seen since then. It's only been a day, but there are already so many previews, so many previews to be seen. Every single card gets a preview this season. So pretty cool. We've already got a pretty good idea of how the set is shaping up, which is actually unusual because yeah. a lot of the time the commons don't come out until the full set is released that's right you know but do you know what you can reveal uncommons when they're planeswalkers i know very exciting we'll also talk some about the mythic invitational that happened and what those winning deck lists looked like plus our league results oh yeah guess what spoiler alert paul didn't win that's right he didn't suck it paul We got your number, Paul. (laughs) We're also going to talk about our personal goals for Arena coming up this season. So that means the next month or so. And uh, what we're hoping to hit, what we're going to play. Yeah. What happened last season? What happened last season? We're going to have a Simic story time. Ooh, sibilance. Yeah. Uh, And we'll talk about Arena. Pretty. Yeah, it's pretty now. (laughs) It is. It's very pretty. I'm oh. very excited about the uh, Zagana. No, not the uh, Prime Speaker Vanifar. Yeah. That beautiful. Do you mean I love that avatar? The avatar? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's so beautiful. Great. I'm a huge fan of the Tristani one. And I don't yeah. really want any of the Tristani cards in that bundle, but I want to be Tristani. So yeah. you know what? I've made some bad financial decisions on Arena already. Yeah. Why stop now? <laughs> and if that's not a business model, <laughs> then I don't know what is. <laughs> Before we get into the show, big, humongous, enormous Christmas size thank you to everybody who is a supporter of us on Patreon.com slash GLHF Magic. That's right. If you're a supporter of the show, you are keeping us on the airwaves and being broadcast out of cats' mouths everywhere. And we really cannot thank you enough for your support. Yeah, we've got... All sorts of different tiers that you can sign up for from five bucks a month, which is $1.25 an episode, all the way up to 40, uh, which, you know, if you break it down per episode, perhaps that seems, you know, you know, doable or manageable to you, but you can still become a patron at a dollar a month. And if you're wondering what is that actually doing? Yeah. 
some stuff that I really love that we've started recently and that this like patron supporters have allowed us to start is we're streaming more regularly. That's very true. Um, at least three days a week. Yep. Uh, we have a sick new green screen for our stream. Yeah, looks awesome. So it looks really cool and you can see more of more of arena while we're streaming it. That's Plus, 10 to 2 central, by the way, Tuesday yeah. through Thursday. Um, and that's like as an example of like, hey, what does that yeah. actually help us do? That's those are two like definable improvements that literally would not be possible if there weren't patrons of the show. So thank you so much. Megan and I just had to pay our taxes and it was hor- horrific yeah. is the only way that I can put it. So please, please help us. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to say thank you to Card Kingdom. They've been with us for a number of years. They're so wonderful. Check them out online at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. It really has been a number of years. It has. Wild. You can say good luck have token and you get some Marie and Megan tokens in your order. You can also ask for a good luck have sticker. Yes. And they're selling these awesome new mugs that have their kind of um, minimalistic art from the land. So like basic mountain, plains, island, forest, swamp. And uh, they, they look pretty cool. Oh, nice. So if you need something and snazzy to drink your morning coffee out of check out those mugs on card kingdom and our there's so many coffee cups on our desk and they're all mine (laughs) that that is accurate i need (laughs) to be better about that let's talk about the war of the spark trailer Ooh, maria oh Did you ever think that you would hear a Linkin Park song in a magic trailer? No, I can honestly say I never thought that would happen to me. Hmm, same. But the first time I saw the trailer was at PAX. It was a live reveal during a panel hosted by Jimmy Wong, but there was no sound for like five minutes, ten minutes. I don't know what it was. And so they played it, and everybody in the venue, I'm sure, heard it. But everybody at home is like, why? And now it's like extra funny because then once they replayed it again, once they had the sound fixed, it was like, oh. Oh. (laughs) Now I see. I heard that other songs they were considering included Eminem's Lose Yourself. I heard they were thinking about using some drowning pool. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just a really slow. Yeah, a really slow. Emotional version. Of a drowning pool song. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Dark Horse entry, uh, Alanis Morissette's Skater Boy. Ooh. Avril Lavigne. But hear me out, Alanis Morissette cover I would of Skater Boy. Listen to that all day. Alanis Morissette covering Skater Boy? Are you kidding yes. me? I yes. Was, did you see there's this article going around about somebody who's like, Jagged Little Pill, not that good. My new hot take. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Uh, I've heard that the, there's a new musical of Jagged yeah, Little Pill. Is. And I've heard that it's incredible. Oh. I would love to see Our it. Our friend has seen it and she this said it was so good. This album is great. And if you disagree with us, you can get out. Anyways. There's the door. Anyway, yeah, this trailer is great. We've t- if you're watching I heard the- Jagged Little Pill was also a consideration for the trailer song. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Avril Lavigne covering it. So what did you think when you witnessed this trailer okay. for the first time? First, I was confused for a while because I was like, why are things moving backwards? Oh, yeah. Um, which that was confusing to me. Um, and then when an eternal sucked out Dak Faden's spark, no! like a little spark vamp. 
Oh, Ooh, that was. I didn't know the eternal spooky could do that. That's what I. That, you know, that's what I was thinking. If you're not familiar with the lore, these are Eternals. These are uh, people who lived on Amonkhet. That's right, and they were a very special kind of mummified. Yeah. Um, because Amonkhet was all like this huge battle society built around all of this like ritualistic Trials. battle. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of people died, but it was like very heroic to die. Yeah, you wanted and so to die. So then they were eternalized. Um, and they have like they're it's like basically kind of like an insect exoskeleton. Mazatep. Yes, it's like a very hard, like tough, hard, hard shell. S- shell on the outside. Um, so they are spooky undeads. Yeah, Nicol Bolas was a false god on Amonkhet, yes. and um, he amassed this army of these undead zombie yes. warriors to help him do his dirty deeds on Ravnica. And so we now see that with the planar bridge yep. that Tezzeret is is you know master keeping, of master if of you will yes um you know they're all they're all coming to ravnica wow. as are all the walkers spooky and abil- they have the ability to suck souls Ugh. or sparks i should say i mean same diff i've got to say they're like little dementors they are they're spark dementors spooky when i saw dak's soul getting sucked out yeah by uh, an eternal and then it was so sad when he like tried like, to do some magic yeah. and he couldn't he reached out his little red hand yeah and he was looking real cute <laughs> hey dak what's <laughs> up weird but okay <laughs> And um, he's going through some stuff right now. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> but then we see like Liliana leading this army yes. of these Eternals through the city with her powerful purple magic. Yeah. And uh, she looks over and she sees a brother and sister crushed under some rubble. Yeah. From apparently the disaster that's been yeah. happening from Nicol Bolas. Okay. These first warriors. though. Yeah. When the hand was hanging out, did you think that she thought that it was Jace's hand? Yes, I did. Okay, yeah. 100%. Because it looks kind of, it, it has it a looks, gauntlet on it. Yeah. The sleeve looks kind of like Jace's sleeves. I thought it was dead Jace. Me too. And I was like... I was... <laughs> I was here for it. Very I'm not gonna, not gonna lie, I was here for it. Because Jace and Liliana have had a thing in the past, mm-hmm. so her having this like emotional reaction to him being dead would make sense. Yes. But then it just turned out to be a girl and her brother, and I was like... What? That's way cuter. It was actually way better. But it's at way first, sweeter. I yeah. was disappointed that it was not Jace. <laughs> Only because you were disappointed Jace was not dead? Yeah, okay. But then there was the other arm in the rubble later yeah. that did look like it could beat Jace that time. Ooh. What do like, you mean? That's what I thought. Okay. Going back in time, it's the same one. Oh. You know see, what I mean? this is what I'm saying. I was confused. <laughs> time travel is hard. It is. You know, Teferi does it a lot, a lot but we don't. Yeah. But yeah, she sees them. And then I thought, like you said, that this was a really wonderful callback to Liliana's story yeah. with her brother, where she tries to cure him and in fact turns him into an evil like zombie, zombie. lich lord. And she sees these two kids and she thinks about her and her brother's relationship, which I think yeah. is really sweet. Yeah. And that like kind of clears her head and she's like, what am I doing? I don't know if it breaks Bolas's power over her or if she was just like doing this because that was in her contract and she had to. Because otherwise she's going to die. Yeah. But it, in the end. And then she just decided that it, it doesn't, it doesn't even it matter. Do, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. Oh, and man. She, and she freaking like Infinity War like. And she's like, she's like dissolving. Disintegrating. She's disintegrating. In a, in like, but in a fiery way. Yeah. To, like, take down Bolas in one final act. Well, we'll see, because that's Maybe. not what it, it looked like she was trying to defy him, and just that was, like, was disintegrating her. Question. Yes. Do you think Liliana alone has the ability to somehow defeat Bolas? I mean, if any of them do, it's she. Why? 
because she has been around the longest. We don't talk about a lady's age. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but Liliana, but Liliana is very old. Right. And yeah. like very, 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 very powerful. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Okay. I mean, like, I, I'm curious to find out what happens in the story. Like, this is the deepest I've ever been in magic lore. Oh, same. 100%. No, that's not true. Well, well okay. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. I like it, especially because, because this set is so story focused. Yeah. You know, it's a, a huge it's payoff really cool. to be paying attention. Yeah. So that was the trailer. Uh, I, I loved it. It was emotional. It was great. It was super well done. Yes. Um, and got me super hyped for the set coming out. Same. So I, I can only say like, I don't think Dak died when his mm-hmm. soul got ripped out. So I keep saying soul. Spark got ripped out. I mean, it seems like a soul. He definitely didn't die, right? Because he was Some like. Some people were saying he died. And I'm like, no, no, no. He's I don't not think dead. he died. No, he just got a spark ripped out. Yeah. He's just normal. I wonder what the Eternals do with those sparks. They were sending them to Bolas. Oh. So there's a panorama of the, which they draw the basic lands from in this set, which isn't the first time they've done this. Yeah. But it's super cool looking. And you can see the sparks flying towards Bolas. So he's like sucking them up and eating them to become god more bolus. more powerful yeah. spooky yeah wow i drink your milkshake <laughs> your spark shake yeah so <laughs> it's uh looking pretty grim yeah who do you think wins <laughs> good question um hmm who do i think survives oh i don't know we see gideon kind of getting soul sucked or spark sucked gosh darn it from the eternals too in this yeah trailer. Yeah, or they're trying, but they're then trying. when Liliana stops them, yeah, um, I don't know. I have to say there is a preview card, uh huh, which um kind of says to me that Liliana might be victorious because it's called Liliana's Triumph. That's true. So, by the way, a bunch of new preview cards out. Yes, so many. Um, I think that Teferi does some time magic. Yeah, I think that's what's going on. It there. really seems because there's like there's even the card time um, time wipe time wipe. <laughs> sorry i'm 15 <laughs> yeah time, time wipe. wipe and it has so here's the flavor text on it to comprehend the full answer requires years of temporal study in short they were now never born in the first place oh and you see a whole bunch of eternals like disintegrating oh wow yeah so amonkhet and all that might get reset too yeah like it never happened well, that makes sense because of all the time nonsense going on in that trailer as well. Yeah, that's true. Like everything Ooh, moving forward and back. Spooky. But that's kind of, you know, I mean, I imagine other bad stuff has to happen. You can't just yeah, have to fairy no. time magic it all away. You can't just make it all a dream. That's exactly. a cop out. Make it all a dream. Or whatever. It was all a dream. All right. So let's talk about some of the most exciting preview cards. Yes. That have happened. And Absolutely. Obviously, Planeswalkers is the headline here. Yeah uncommon planeswalkers there's so many of them yes here's an example um speaking of amonkhet amonkhet samut tyrant smasher two and then hybrid red green hybrid red green five loyalty okay so these planeswalkers now here's the headline they have static abilities on them it just always is true creatures you control have haste as samuts uh minus one this is her only ability (laughs) yeah just Single minus. ability. Target creature gets plus two, plus one, and gains haste until end of turn. Scry one. By the way, we called that. Mm-hmm. Just to toot our own horn. Toot, toot. Oh, um, a single ability planeswalkers? Which is yeah. a minus. And yeah. only minus, yeah. yeah. 
pretty, pretty cool. So some people have been like, wait, that's double haste. And the deal is that you can minus her down to nothing and you will still get the haste ability. Yes. That's the deal there. But yeah, um, the one that I noticed that seems just like an enchantment is Kiora. Behemoth Beckoner. Wow, she's beckoning some behemoth, behemoths. Her static yes. ability, whenever a creature enters with power four or greater enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. Yes. And so this is Colossal Majesty from yeah. a previous set. But she has the one... The core set. The core set. One little minus ability. Minus one, untap target permanent. She has a loyalty of seven. Seven. For three mana. This is pretty cool. Like, you can use her to untap a land. Yeah. Um, and maybe get out some some real big creatures ahead of schedule and draw some cards. Yeah, so like, would you play this card? Yes, yeah. in the right deck. In the Not right just deck. In any yeah, deck. Not in any deck. But in like a sure. big green creatures deck, I would play Colossal Majesty if I have the right number of right. Four, four plus power creatures. Yeah. Um, speaking of Teferi, Teferi Time Raveler. Now we have two Teferis, legal and standard. This one's three mana. Yes. One white blue, uh, four loyalty. Each opponent can cast spells only any time they could cast a sorcery. Okay. Wow. Brutal. Messing with time. Yeah. I like that. Plus one. Until your next turn, you may cast sorcery spells as though they had flash. Okay. Love it. Uh, minus three. Return up to one target artifact, creature, or enchantment to its owner's hand. Draw a card. Okay, so this all seems super flavor-filled for what was going on in the trailer with Teferi, yeah. which I think is really, really neat. Is this card standard playable? Um, I, I believe that there could potentially be a home for it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I mean, three mana planeswalkers have you know historically been super super powerful, but yeah, this is a different world, and that's only a rare, by the way. Yeah, wild, just real wild, a rare. We're seeing so many walkers though. Arlen is here so far. Um, Obnixilus the Hate Twisted. Yeah, my personal favorite, maybe like <laughs> modifier. Great name. planeswalker name. I'm uh, Obnixilus, uh, by the way, talking about flavor, loses his spark in this from the flavor on this card, Obnix Obnixilus's Cruelty, which is two and a black for an instant, and kills Lyra. Target creature gets minus five, minus five until end of turn. If that creature would die this turn, exile it instead. Ooh, nice card. Here's the flavor text. Trapped on Ravnica with no... Uh, what is affection this? for affection. either side for either side Obnixilus sought gratification in random acts of torment who ouch wow Obnixilus yeah. that sucks <laughs> <laughs> I mean he's always been a jerk but let's talk about Liliana for a second here yes Liliana Dreadhorde General. Also great name. Yes. Four black, black, six loyalty, uh, static ability. Whenever a creature you control dies, draw a card. Okay. Uh, plus one, create a two, two black zombie creature token. Great. Minus four, each player sacrifices two creatures. Wow. Minus nine, each opponent chooses a permanent they control of each permanent type and sacrifices the rest. Each permanent type. That okay. means your lands, friends. Goodbye. Lands. This this is a very powerful planeswalker. Yeah. Six loyalty. Yeah, it goes uh, up to seven right away. I really like that minus four sacrifice two creatures. Me too. Put this in your deck with the other Liliana that cares about zombies, maybe. Zombs. The Zombs. Zom Double Liliana zombie, zombie deck. Yeah. I'm into it. By the way, Tybalt's back. Yes. <laughs> so we Tybalt. said we either wanted Tybalt to be the best in the set or the worst in the set. Turns out... He's still just, like, mostly bad. Yep. <laughs> Tybalt, rakish instigator, two in a red, five loyalty. Here's another uh, uncommon planeswalker. Your opponents can't gain life. 
Okay. okay. Sure. Uh, minus two, create a one, one red devil creature token with when this creature dies, it deals one damage to any target. When mine dies, I'm going to finish off my Tybalt. <laughs> I mean, because do you know what I love about this? At five loyalty, you can only activate it twice, twice and then it, it just still has, has a loyalty. Well, shall we use that to segue into the mechanics for this set? Ooh, yes. Speaking of counters and loyalty and that kind of thing, Proliferate is back. That's right. Proliferate. This has not been around in a good long while. We saw it in some of the in the master sets. sets. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to find a card that we've seen so far that has it. Yeah, it's messing around with counters on, of any type go. on planeswalkers, on creatures, blah, 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 blah. Karn's Bastion, uh, which is a land. You can tap to add a colorless or four and tap proliferate. Choose any number of permanents and or players, then give each another counter of each kind already there. Yeah. So that includes Planeswalker loyalty counters. Nice. It includes plus one, plus one counters, minus one, minus one, um, poison counters on yep. players. Energy loyalty, counters. Energy counters. That's right. Yeah. So all of the types of counters. Bring your dice is what we're saying. Yes. To the pre-release. Speaking of, there's also going to be counters running around um, because of the, a new mechanic in yes. the set. A mass. A mass, which I had to read several times. Yeah, it is kind of a little bit confusing because they use the word army as a singular. Yes, um, that is the part that trips me up when I'm reading it. But I guess they're just trying to create the feeling of a giant army just like with one body. Yes. <laughs> I don't know a better yeah. way to put it. Um, so here's an example. Crush Descent. Instant three and a blue. Counter target spell unless its controller plays, pays two. Okay. A mass Two, put two plus one plus one counters on an army you control. If you don't control one, create a zero zero black zombie army creature token first. Okay. So you get a two two. Yeah. Bonus. Nice little bonus on this card. If you fire this thing off, that's some pretty sick value. Yeah, it's true. Like <laughs> counter limited. spell, make a two two. Or if you already have an army, then it puts counters on that army. So can I choose? No, it's only if you don't control an army. Okay, but if you already had one, you'd have to put the counters on it. Okay, so I could never have two armies, is I guess what I'm saying here. That's weird, but yeah, you can only ever have one zombie army. Okay, got it. That's a, at least that's what I, it feels like from everything that that I've seen so far. Yes, you can just have that one, which is maybe why it's singular. You deal with that one. Yeah, and that's your and then army. there's another zombie army after that. By the way, your opponent, um, you can go and read rules about about this stuff on uh, dailymtg.com. And we're going to have Judge Robin here, of course, before the pre-release. But they can't mess around with your army before you put those counters on or anything. Like, they're just there. You can't yeah. be like, I kill your zero zero before you need counters. No, it enters with them. Because yeah. otherwise, it would die, die. to state-based effects. Whoop. Just go right to the yard. Fun. So there is a really cool card that deals with armies. Um, some people are calling it Better Blossom or Zombie yeah, Blossom. Yeah, that's right. Dreadborn Invasion. One Dread in a black. Horde. Dread Horde Invasion. I can see everyone. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> one in a black for an enchantment at rare. At the beginning of your upkeep, you lose one life and amass one. So you put a one plus one plus one counter on an army you control. Whenever a zombie you control with power six or greater attacks, it gains lifelink until end of turn. So basically, you either make a one one or you make your one one into a two two yep. your two two into a three three this is pretty sick it seems very good yeah this is and lifelink on the six or, or greater you know gets you yeah. out of the range of killing yourself from a bitter blossom and and the fact that it like 
it just keeps making a creature if there isn't one out there. I love it. Pretty cool. The zombie army will not stop. <laughs> Is there any other preview card that caught your eye in particular? That you're like this. Oh, I mean, I really want to talk about the Wanderer. Oh yes, this is one of the one of the stained glass walkers that we everyone was talking about, and we thought that it was one of the APAC region specific ones. Yeah, but it is not. No, Um, it is the Beyonce hat. (laughs) Um, Beyonce hat walker, as I like to think of her. Um, And now we know it's simply the Wanderer. I love it. Three and a white for a legendary planeswalker. Um, and you know how most have like the dash and like in their type line and then yeah. the name? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. I Just love it. Legendary planeswalker. So mysterious. Prevent all non-combat damage that would be dealt to you and other permanents you control. Uh, minus two. Exile target creature with power four or greater. This is five, five loyalty. I, I love it. I love it. It's I mysterious. It. It's weird. We don't know what's going on. I'm here for it. Yes. And I believe it's Elspeth who's been hiding yes. out in Kamigawa. Many people Boom. believe that it is Elspeth. Um, people and people have been going back and digging up some of the Theros lore. Oh. To be like, oh, like when people come back from the underworld in Theros, they don't have like one. They look a lot different. Oh, OK. They, I think they look kind of spooky. Um which is relevant. We can't okay. see the wanderer's face. Okay. Um, but they look kind of sp- spooky uh, and they've, they've lost like a lot of their distinguishing features. That's why and they stuff wear like gold that. masks. Yeah. Um, and they don't have, while they still have a lot of the qualities that they gained as people, like the way that they're talking about is like, if you learned to play an instrument when you were alive and you came back from the underworld, you wouldn't necessarily have all of your memories of learning how to play, but you would still be able to play. Oh, wild. Yeah. So stuff like that. So Elspeth would still have all of the stuff that made her, her, but she wouldn't have all of those memories. She also gets a card here. Wanderer strike for four and a white exile target creature, then proliferate. And so people have particularly pointed out the my, the minus two ability, the exile target creature with power four or greater oh, yeah. as being an Elspeth ability that we've seen before. Super Elspethy. Um, so I just, I want to know. I know. When will we find out though? I don't know. Maybe it's just, in a, it's a mystery forever. No. Or maybe a Johnny will, will recognize her because he was her mentor. Yeah. That or would be something really like cute. That. I would like that. Except that she might have a spooky face. <laughs> she might have a spoon. If she's wearing a gold mask, I think that'll look BA. Yeah, that's true. I just want to touch briefly on Jace, Wielder of Mysteries, uh-huh. because this card is so dumb. I think <laughs> it's very funny, though. One blue, blue, blue. Uh-huh. All right. For four, four loyalty, Jace. If you would draw a card while your library has no cards in it, you win the game instead. Nice. All right. Let's mill some All people right. out. Plus one target player puts the and top. Mill yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. Mill Mill yourself out. Target player puts the top two cards of their uh, library into the graveyard. Draw a card. Minus eight. Draw seven cards. Then if your library has no cards in it, you win the game. Pretty sick. Jace, laboratory maniac. Yeah. (laughs) I think. It's basically what's going on here. I mean, people are definitely going to try and do this. I think it's very fun. Yeah. Cool alternate win condition by like milling yourself out. Yeah. So how do you feel about all these cards that we've seen so far? I'm very excited. I'm yeah. so excited. What how do, could you not be? What does this mean for limited though with all of these planeswalkers? What does this mean for standard? I mean, they don't seem too broken. I you think know? it'll be really interesting to find out how many you end up putting in your yeah. deck. I think the games will potentially be pretty complicated. Because you don't 
want to have too many. You need yeah. creatures to win a game. And a lot of both. Maria. A lot of these, <laughs> Maria, Maria, Maria. <laughs> a lot of okay. these care about you having creatures to start off with. Anyway, what I'm saying is a planeswalker does not always mean you immediately win when it comes to these uncommon planeswalkers and that yeah. kind of thing. Um, For sure. And I mean, you wouldn't want that in a game where there's so many of them. I also have to say that the complexity of this set feels quite high. Yes, I agree. So we see that sometimes in magic, like M19, for instance, very simple, which it's designed to be. Mm-hmm. And this, I was just looking through all of these and I'm like, this seems like it might the be complexity is pr- the pretty. highest in recent memory, at yeah. least for me. No, um, I, I definitely agree with that. Okay. So yeah. But I strap in. Yeah. I think the play experience of this in limited is going to be like, unlike any other set, which yeah. is an exciting thing to look forward to. Just like, do I really care about their uncommon Walker? Do I really care? I mean, it's going to do some stuff. Yeah. But do you care about it more than an un- uncommon creature? Yeah, maybe exactly. not. Do you care about that Tybalt sitting there with just one loyalty no, left on never. it? No, never. You don't. You really don't. <laughs> but you what if they proliferate? About. Then they get another devil creature. Yeah, that's true. You know, that is something you've got to keep in it's mind. It's going to be pretty cool. I'm very excited. time to talk about the mythic invitational that's right congratulations to everyone who played this past weekend it was a really cool event to watch yeah andrea mangucci won the whole thing that's right which we'll talk about leagues in a little (laughs) bit but if you listen last Uh, week you know that andrea mangucci is like my always pick like reed duke is maria's yeah and got there he got there got there took home that trophy (laughs) uh but first we're gonna go over the top four deck lists yes so this was the format duo standard so players had to bring two different decks or two of the same decks as cedric phillips did uh in this tournament and then uh randomly the first first game your deck is chosen for you you can make a decision then in game three which one you want to play because in game two you have to play the one you didn't play in game one so the decision on what deck to bring was not only coupled but like what deck do you bring along with it? Yeah. So let's talk about what our top four competitors cho- chose to bring. And these were best of one matches. Yes, best of one. So so um, first we have Piotr. Yep. Uh, who brought Mono Blue Tempo. So he is the only player to yeah. bring Mono Blue Tempo, which I was quite frankly shocked. Yes. By. And we were worried because we put a lot of those cards in our league decks. We really did. Actually. I didn't do well on the cards one, but. Made the top four with it. Yeah. So congratulations there. And then also mono red aggro. Yeah. And this was a, a as you may imagine, hugely popular choice yeah. for people. And mon- it seemed to be you either made the d- decision to have mono red aggro or mono white aggro as yeah, your aggressive as deck. As one of your decks. Yeah. Um, then we had, how do you say this? Savich. Savich. Um, had Esper Control. Yep. And mono white aggro. There we there we go. We Classic there. pairing. And uh, a lot of people, of course, Esper Control was the flavor of control that they chose to bring the tournament. Just uh, really, really showed off. Yeah. It was very, very good. Uh, then we had Andre Strasky, who is quit magic. <laughs> so, <laughs> He just keeps getting pulled back in. Yeah, Yeah, it was was not that long ago he quit. Um, Mono Red Aggro. Classic. And Esper Control. There we go. Classic pair up. And finally, Mangucci. Esper Control, of course, and Mono White Aggro. All right. So we see a lot of uh, pairings here that are either just aggro, aggro, all in. 
or a control and an aggro. Yeah. So um, I think that that's the big story of the weekend. Esper control plus your aggressive deck, mono white and mono red. In the end, I don't think there yeah. was a better choice. One was better than the other. A lot of it came down to what was your opening hand. Yep. I mean, that's best of one. It's true. So oh, and we'll talk about this a little bit more when we get down to like our uh, our season goals and our yeah. own playing on arena recently. But I have a theory. Ooh. And Maria, Maria, you've okay. heard a little bit of it. Excellent. But I'll talk about it a little bit more. Yeah, so overall, like, um, really cool tournament to watch. They, they blew out the production budget, so it looked really cool. The lighting was great. There was pyrotechnics, um, <laughs> and there was, like, music that they had while the players were introduced. Lots of cool stuff like that um, was really neat to see um, them really invest in that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, but if I had to comment on just kind of one of my takeaways from watching this tournament, I watched the whole gosh darn thing start yeah. to finish, was that I wish that we had more deck diversity yeah um and this is obviously not the player's fault because they're just yeah. going to pick whatever they think is the best but um seeing you know esper control mirrors again and again and again or mono red versus esper that's control. exhausting it's just like a little bit like we've we've watched this play out it does you know a lot of times it comes down to does the mono white deck have the draw yeah that it needs to win because if it doesn't it's just going to lose like yep. period and so it would have been fun to see it like players being five decks or whatever and if they win with one they can't play it again and they've got to play a different one and that way we get some really cool like weird yeah. stuff that we didn't really get a chance to see on camera a whole heck of a lot yeah i think that would have been neat yeah i mean this felt like a format that was done to in part show off kind of the players which is cool but it would be really neat to see magic structure a tournament that's designed specifically to show off a bunch of types of deck yeah and i think that too like we're also showing off arena obviously yeah. here in this mythic invitational and what what better way to interest people than like weird and like be cool like decks. you can look at all of these kinds of things that you can do it's not just control and aggro yeah look at my dinosaur deck and somebody did bring a dinosaur deck which was nice. pretty neat i but. did get to watch i watched ken yukihiro on the <laughs> thursday morning yeah. um just go off with the dovin's acuity deck nice. which i adored like i was watching because he got to the point where he was just so far ahead yeah and so he was going and like getting multiple copies of Mar the marari conjecture or like blinking Gross. it back to his hand and then using it to like double cast masterminds no, no, no. instead of like winning the game just like <laughs> just, just really messing around messing around I mean, it was very good that's another great <laughs> takeaway there were so many fun moments between the players that we got a chance to see um because there's cameras on their faces reacting the entire time they were yes, playing the game so nice it was i mean and also like like crushing when you saw somebody realize yeah. that they were dead and do you know what like we don't have a ton of paper tournaments still yeah. but why do we not have that in paper i mean i guess it's up to the director to take the shot of the face yeah you know well, what i mean more here often here we go yeah <laughs> because we do have i mean not a gp level or whatever yeah, exactly the, well sometimes we do but i mean like you know there are camera operators on both players faces yeah at all times so we should just tour. I want to see, see it. Them. The emotions were great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, you can tell that the, everybody was just having a great time there. I mean, right. Why wouldn't you, the base level gets $7,500 in a trip to PAX. So like, yeah, exactly. I lost, but like whatever in the end. Now I have three days at PAX <laughs> yeah. and go check out a bunch of cool <laughs> games. I also, yeah. And that's being said, I would love to see a best of three tournament uh, this way, you know, classic magic uh, displayed on arena, but I'm going to take that, you know, back and say, if that's not possible, I would have liked the five decks or something yeah rule instead but yeah overall super fun to watch and really cool to see andrea win the whole thing yeah 
That guy's lucky as heck. <laughs> or really incredible at the game of magic also, which is and why I picked lucky. him. <laughs> yeah. For my league team. Um, so first we have our players yes. league. Pick 10 players. Um, 77 people entered. Wow. Thanks for joining Thank us, friends. You. Congratulations to Hector, who took the whole thing down. Woohoo, Hector. Um, we can take a look at Hector's list. Also had Andrea Mangucci. Yep. Also picked Andre Strosky, yep. who ended up in that top four. Well done. Um, David Wynn, Reed Duke, uh, Amazonian, Jessica, uh, Jestefan, um, being their other top finishers in there. Congratulations to yeah. Hector. You're going to get a sweet good luck high five prize in the mail. That's right. Um, and then I came in second. Yay! I came in second. I feel pretty great about it. Um, Andrea Mangucci, obviously being the headliner there. Yes. Uh, but Gabe Nassif uh, did pretty well, as did Matt Nass and Reed Duke. Oh, by the way, Hector, please email us at glhfmagic at gmail.com with your mailing address so we can send you your prize. Um, and then we had cards 67 people entered this okay uh and congratulations to chris f chris f um who went all in on esper control so i love this this yeah. take was esper control and mono red yep it was really <laughs> split 50 50 uh, with a with a, a one of legions one landing, legions in landing. There. but uh to fairy absorb chemistry's insight kaya's wrath mortify all Great. in there so, nice. Chris, again, please email us at glhfmagic at gmail.com, and we will get your prize in the mail to you. Yeah, some uh, some pretty good uh, decisions by our players in our leagues. Yeah. And, of course, Mythic Championship London coming up. We're going to do leagues again. So yes. if you didn't get a chance to play this time, stay tuned. And remember, as always, the most important thing is Paul didn't Beating win. Paul. on the theme of arena we're going to talk about our goals for the upcoming season that's right because uh the preseason just ended Boop. Uh, with the end of the month of march yep and maria how did it go all right well i achieved the rank of diamond two nice. in uh constructed and i can't remember in limited because well, I that's the way it goes <laughs> i didn't play that much because it was an old set already yeah um so i'm usually drafting a lot more when it's brand sparkling new um so that's the highest rank i've ever achieved so i was pretty happy with that yeah BBD's Green White Angels were able to push me over the top yep. into that into that rank. Um, but got to say, I'm going for Mythic, and hopefully I can get there next season. I think that one, one thing holding me back, as we've talked about, is my reticence to play a deck that um, is known as a Tier 1, like yeah. Mono Red, Mono White. Um, so I guess I'm going to have to toss that out the window next I mean, season and just, you know, suck it up and play it. Play a mono white deck. All right. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I was, I got to diamond as well. Yeah. Um, and that was mostly in the last couple of days of play. Uh, we, so we talked last week about, um, BBD's best of one article, yeah. which had that green, white angels and the Dovin's acuity list, right. which I, we built, I built both of those. Those are great decks. And they're just so good. They're so fun. And do you know what? It, it amazed me the difference between just playing a deck that I was like, sure, I'll like, I'll yeah. try this or I'm playing this for right now versus a pro being like, this deck is good for specifically this unique format that is best of one. Yeah. It's its own thing. It's, it has its own like things that are decks that are better and cards that are better um, and interactions between the different kinds of decks that are happening. And so playing those felt like going from, <laughs> felt like I went from like 
you know, right, riding like a, like a, a pony to like a thoroughbred in the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> that is exactly what it feels like. It was like. like before I was trying to race in the Kentucky Derby, but on I was like on a pony. <laughs> and me and the pony were just like, let's go. <laughs> and then I hopped on Green White Angels or I hopped on Dovin's Acuity and that thoroughbred just like took off down that race course. I was riding a horse off of a, uh, what is it called? Carousel. Like in uh, Mary Poppins, yes. and it was going very slowly, yes. like boink, boink, boink. And then I was like, let's try Green White Angels. Shoom! Yeah. Yeah. Huge Obviously, difference. Dovin's Acuity is a deck that's way more my style. Yeah. And I do love it. It's so great. It's so much fun. But a lot of the last couple of days, I was playing Green White Angels just because the deck plays Faster. so quick. Yeah. And that's part of it, too. Part of ranking up is just like you only have so much time to dedicate to it. Um, sometimes it's like accepting your losses early yep. and sometimes it's about, uh, just playing a deck that's going to let you grind a bunch of games very fast. Because you only move up one pip for every win in best of one, yeah. like best of three, you move up two pips. Yeah. So it takes, it takes a lot longer potentially. Yeah. Potentially. But there were green, white angels games where I was just like, okay, I need to leave by, you know, five Um, and it's like five 30 and I'm like, I have time for one more game. I play a game and it's like 548. Not 548. It's like, right. It's like, yeah, it's like 535. And I'm like, I have 10 more minutes oh. to play another best of one game. Find, right now. find five more games I can fit in here. Exactly. Boopity boop. So yeah, if you're interested in a cool best of one deck, definitely check out either of those. We talked about them last week too. Yeah. They're just like aces. So I felt really good. We've talked about wanting to achieve mythic. Yep. Um, which is still something that it's like, oh, for a season, it is something that I would like to accomplish. That being said, having just finished like and gotten to diamond, I do feel just really good about that because I didn't think for a long time that I would get there. And you get um, five packs. Exactly. It's not nothing. No. And you get like one more for getting to mythic or something. Exactly. It's like, it's like one pack per rank. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> you know, what it is. A lot of people are grinding at the last minute to try to make it in the top 1,000 mm -hmm. in mythic so that they could qualify for an MCQ tournament yeah. on Magic Arena. So congrats to everybody who made it in. I know it was not easy and a lot of people were really difficult decaying a bunch of rings overnight. Oh, and, just like oh, the oof. number of people that I talked to who were just like, and I'm trying to get top. 1,000. It's just like, I feel like I personally know 1,000 people who are all trying to get into the top 1,000. I know, right? And that's just the people that I've talked oh, to. Oh, yeah. So hopefully... Um, no, you know, no decisions that had to be made that were pretty unhealthy for people to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, I don't know a better system, so I'm not going to try and figure it out right yeah. now, but, um, which does yeah. feel like right now it is a little bit of an issue. Um, I, I think, I don't know how to fix because it because a lot of, a lot of hitting diamond was that I just played, like I was at a place over the last couple of weeks where, like, honestly, it's like the end of the end of winter for us. And yeah. I've been like feeling kind of down or like had trouble sleeping anyway. So I was you, I was playing arena just to be like, hey, I'm not in a like a spot where I feel super competent or like out like With doing it. other things. Exactly. Um, but if it's like summer and stuff yeah i'm i don't want to be a person who's inside all the time <laughs> playing arena and i don't love that it's a system right now that rewards spending all of this time hot take in summer it'll be easier to make the top 1000 <laughs> think about that maybe so but uh but yeah um 
Oh, my theory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your theory. So here's my theory. Okay. Um, and I these these two decks that we that we've been playing, the Dove Executing Green White Angels, are what made me think it. As I especially as I was climbing with Green White Angels, it got to a point where early on I was like, oh, there are some matchups that feel really difficult, like other um, like Bant or uh, Blue like Simic or um, Golgari can feel kind of rough, and then I realized. They're just, they're at their best when they play like combo decks. Yeah. Like best of one wants you to have an opening hand that is basically a combo deck hand. Green, white angels. What you're trying to do is like have resplendent angel and a way to gain five life. Yep. Um, and it was, it's really cool when you can do it with like wild growth walker and jade light ranger. I mean, you can even extend this to thinking this about mono white. Yeah. Like a a hand you would keep in best of three is perfectly serviceable. You just absolutely have to throw back in best of one. If you don't have two one drops and then able to cast your venerated Loxodon on turn three or whatever. Exactly. Mono red. It's the same thing. The best hands for mono red are ones that have runaway steamkin and then light up the stage. Like that is, that just feels unbeatable. Even if your deck has so much life gain, Dovin's acuity. It's like you want acuity and an instant. Yeah. Um, and once you, like, if you focus on these decks, I just felt like I was having so much more success when I looked at my opening hands with, Hey, am I going to be able to essentially combo off with this? Yeah, That's a great point. So. We talked about how you've got to be able to do your thing in your opening hand because your opponent's not going to give you any time. No, you don't to have be to, able to do like, it. Like just sit there and like mess around until you no. a- assemble it. No. no, you need to be able to, yeah, to, you know, get that thoroughbred in the gates. And get a wreath around its beautiful horsey neck. Exactly. (laughs) Let's do a Simic story time with Megan. That's right, everybody. So in keeping with our story time on Ravnica, uh, now we're catching up with the Simic. The Simic one is all about some merfolk. And the merfolk right now are divided into um, the adaptationists who are ones like prime speaker vanifar the movie adaptation exactly okay um so no uh who are all about like modifying themselves right performing weird experiments on themselves they're responsible for the things like hydroid crassus which you learn are actually just like this terrible essentially invasive species well yeah it is a terrible invasive species i will second that (laughs) it's in the oceans right where it's like all of these things that used to be happy and at home in the ocean the crassus are just like going nuts about it um and causing a lot of trouble and they're modifying themselves. So that's like the new kind of hotness led by prime speaker Vanifar. Okay. And then there's Zagana who used to be, um, if you remember prime speaker Zagana back in the day, um, who's a utopian, which is what the old Merfolk were, um, or like is an older Merfolk way of just sort of like kind of studying the harmony and um, really honing in yourself all of the great skills that you need to be a protector of the ocean. Um, like you need to, you know, you need to be very observant and you need to be very empathetic and you need to be brave and kind of, you know, cultivating yourself that way. And not putting a crab hand on your foot. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so you're following like one of the old utopian uh, merfolk who is teaching his little band of students. And he's talking about how or her actually all of her little band of students has gotten smaller and smaller because adaptation is kind of the, the hotness right now. 
um body mods yeah and so you just follow them on this little story of like they don't think that their students are going to do super well in these upcoming you know like contest and you also learn that there's like what connects the ocean to the top is actually these like massive sinkholes uh what do you mean the top like the top world of Ravnica, the oceans appear to be underneath. Oh, as far as I can tell. Wild. Yeah. The oceans are like underneath and they're connected by sinkholes. Oh, and Ravnica is just a giant floating Island city. Yeah. Kind of, I sort guess. Of. Yeah. Or mm. something. That's cool. Uh, anyways, so they and their students are like out studying the crassus out in the ocean. Um, and then they come across an old ship and there's a ghost pirate on it. <gasps> Ooh. Um, but the ghost pirate tricks them and is like, I, I've just been here for a hundred years and I've been so sad um, because we sank, someone sank our ship and we were attacked by pirates. So they help drag it almost to the surface. But then they find out that actually he was the pirate and he's stolen all of these simic treasures. <laughs> so they, he and his, the, the, teacher in their class recover all of these treasures um but then while they're like in a museum and like having this little ceremony to like put some of these treasures back in place in the museum um one of them gets an gets a an ooze on them like this like ad, this quick adaptation ooze that the teacher who is oh. against adaptation gets adapted no um, you got get a giant fight uh, and then um, Zagana Utopian speaker comes down and um, anyways, and everything gets all sorted out nice, essentially. I'm still stuck on this ghost who's living underwater. Yeah, the ghost was tethered to the ship oh. um, by, by some gold. And when one of the students finds out that the ghost was lying to them and that the ghost was just trying to get their treasure to the surface. Never trust a ghost. Never trust a Except ghost. Except for you, ghost host. And this was a this was a kid who had been like kind of holding back in their group. Yeah. And the teacher was worried about. Um, but they take like the amulet that the ghost is anchored to and they throw it into a Crassus's mouth so that the ghost is inside the Crassus forever now. Whoa. Right. It was pretty funny. Talk about an adaptation it was pretty great you now have a ghost living inside of you yeah wow um so anyways that was it and at the end you see um you see the teacher who accidentally got adapted um all of her students get get places with at the end of the year um one of their students goes off to study how like uh things from the upper world can be used to better protect the oceans um, and save all of the animals that need saving from the crasses and help them with some modifications, um, but not too Great. much. And you see one of the adaptationist teachers come over and be like, oh, they had kind of had a rivalry earlier and the adaptationist teacher was kind of rude. Um, and he's like, quit, you know, you're rubbing it in that you have these cool tentacles. Um, and, but the utopian speaker is like, or not the utopian teacher is like, oh, but maybe in the future instead you and I could just work. Like I was being too extreme and holding to my utopian ideals. And maybe you were being too extreme and holding to your adaptationist ideals. And they're just like, Hey, maybe next year we can like sometimes teach our classes together. So they get a balanced perspective. And it's so, it was actually really nice. Wow. And it was really cool. It was cool to learn about like this merfolk way. That's just like, Oh, the utopians but then now the new adaptationists oh and you mentioned tentacles i mean if, so many tentacles if you're gonna get adapted against your will just growing like six tentacles i gotta think is like probably you know and there were okay. eyes at the end of the tentacles <gasps> so you go. which is <laughs> as can, we all know is my personal nightmare can look around corners no <laughs> <laughs> mm, not thrilled about it 
But anyways, it was actually pretty sweet. Great. You know. Everybody, Ultra Pro is awesome, and if you want to look awesome while you play Magic the Gathering, consider their guild sleeves. Ooh, that's right. They are beautiful. They're bright and striking and yeah. stunning, and I feel like I see them sometimes from like across the room, and I'm like, look at those. I need those sleeves. Look at those suckers. So if you want to show people where you stand yes. at War of the Spark pre-release, think about your guild. Oh, represent. Do you know what? Even though we, like, sometimes I feel Simic and sometimes I feel Azorius. Yeah. I love all of the sleeves so much. Like, I would use these Orzov ones. I love these Orzov ones. I love these Boros ones. They're so cool. They're really awesome. And like you said, they just stand out really well. And they shuffle really well. And this is the first Magic t-shirt I ever had, by the way. It was a Boros Boros fist. fist. Yeah, so this is like a little bit of nostalgia for me. And I mean, I just think that this is a cool icon, too. Yeah. Um, So great work to them on these guild sleeves. And you can check out all the stuff you need for your Magic the Gathering life. Deck boxes, binders, dice. They've got it all at ultrapro.com, but also cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Head over there because they also sell a lot of Ultra Pro stuff that you can use. So get your sleeves, get your tokens all in one spot. Nice. That's our show for this week. That's right. Wow. What a lot. That was a lot of stuff. It really was. And there'll only be more stuff <laughs> My next head week. is full. I mean, can you fit anything else in there? No. But there's going to be more previews. Maria, there's no room. Including our preview card. Oh. And perhaps a visit from a special guest. Yes. <laughs> that we... <laughs> Cannot wait to welcome back. Oh, boy. Who has some previews of his own. Yes, we're very excited for his preview cards. Yes, we are, of course, talking about magic expert, magic Von expert. Magic Von expert, the magic expert. Yes. That's what I said. Magic expert, magic Von expert. (laughs) Whatever. He's going to be here in his top hat um, with a bunch of uh, really cool preview cards. You are not going to want to miss these. Some really powerful plates. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And he definitely knows a lot about what's happening. He definitely knows a lot about magic and what is happening. Yes, exactly. So, what a treat to have Magic Von Expert expert back on the show next week. Thank you to everyone who makes the show possible, including visits from friends like Magic Von Expert, by being a patron of the show over at patreon.com slash GLHF Magic. If you're a patron, you get access to our Discord chat, which is just lovely, and our extra special patron special videos that we do every single week. So bonus free content for you, and also just the great feeling of supporting something that you care about. That's right. One final thank you to Card Kingdom and Ultra Pro as well for being our sweet sponsors. And lots of awesome stuff coming up for Magic in the very near future. So I don't think we're going to run out of stuff to talk about on the show. No. (laughs) Does not seem likely. I mean, if, if anything, we've got jazz hands to go back to. 